I am Camilla, your high vibe advocate. Give me 15 minutes and I will give you a high vibe world. Happy hump day and we are halfway through the week, but I gotta say that I wanted to go slow, you know, because even though Saturday, this Saturday is my third annual barbecue blowout party. This week has been so hot and beautiful that I just want it to last forever. Well, except for one thing that happened this week, and you know, it's actually interesting because it's what, um, what inspired today's uh, podcast. Um, I felt compelled to bring you all with me on this, uh, my own journey through this very important self-development chapter of my life. And so today's episode is about the difference between compassion and empathy. And if you don't already know, they are very, very different things. Compassion is the ability to feel for another living being, while empathy is the ability not only to understand another's feelings, but also to become one with that person or that being's distress, to put yourself in their shoes and imagine what they're going through in that situation, feeling every feeling that they're feeling. And for years, I have called myself an empath because of my absolutely genuine ability to truly put myself in another person's shoes and feel what they feel. And even though it brought me a lot of suffering, I always considered that ability a divine gift because I felt that it made me a better person and it made me someone who could truly validate people's feelings and make a positive difference in the world because I cared for everyone's issues. But as I got older and my empathy grew as I did, that blessing started to feel more like a curse. And I actually would become depressed and anxious because of events and circumstances that did not happen to me directly and that were not my own. And no time in my life was that more true than in the end of 2012 when that, uh, that girl in India was gang raped on a bus and later died from her traumatic injuries. I could actually picture the entire scene. I could see everything that was happening from her eyes. I could feel it as if it had been me. And I could even put myself in her companion's shoes because she was with someone when that happened and to watch everything happen without being able to stop it. And then I could place myself in her parents' shoes, you know, and uh, slowly that just consumed me. And I spent weeks, weeks unable to concentrate on anything, just crying randomly, picturing what had happened to her over and over again in my head. And shortly after that, There was the Sandy Hook school shooting in Connecticut. And Connecticut is very close by. And Sandy Hook is a town that is very similar to the one I grew up in. And these are places that people dream to live in. Places where you feel nothing bad can happen. Schools that are safe and excellent academically. 
And so those parents purposefully lived there for those schools. And even there, they weren't able to keep their kids safe. And I watched every interview of every heartbroken parent, and I watched their desperation, their tremendous loss. I watched one parent that had told their kid to go to school that day. That kid didn't want to go, and that kid ended up dying. Then I watched the police chief, um, you know, step down because of the horrific sight that he and his team had to see because it's, it was something beyond anyone's imagination because even horror movies aren't that sick and cruel to include the dead bodies of kids under the age of six spread out throughout a school. These two horrific incidents, which happened just weeks apart in December of 2012, really shook me to my core. I really, I, I was heartbroken. It really brought to surface that being an empath was actually slowly killing me. I became afraid of things, even more afraid than I was before. And I was just starting to get over my agoraphobia. And there I was again, afraid of any man that was unaccompanied by a woman and afraid of any teenager that looked a little quirky or a little off. And those poor people, the victims and those loved ones and you know the people they have left behind, I continuously felt their pain constantly. And to be honest, I felt their pain for years, like for two years. It wasn't until 2014 that I started feeling a little bit better that I actually stopped having nightmares or crying about those incidents. One important step uh, that I took after those moments was to stop watching or reading the news because um, I focused only on the occasional local news, which for me was it is News 12 Long Island, and that's it. Even so, very small exposure. And I told my friends and family never to send me any story of violence or tragedy of any kind ever again because I, I just couldn't cope. And it's true. I still can't cope. But recently I was enlightened of something by a very wise woman named Ellen who is the facilitator of a networking group called ABA that I get invited to attend from time to time by one of my closest friends and mentors. We were doing an exercise where we were supposed to write down a boundary that we would like to create. And one that we would like to remove. And I couldn't figure out what boundary to create because I am not someone who has many boundaries or likes boundaries, to be honest. So, um, but then I remembered that there was one boundary that I wanted to create. And it was to be able to feel for a person without feeling everything that that person is feeling. And it was actually Ellen who pointed out to me that such thing exists it's called compassion, and that compassion is different from empathy. And she's right. It is. Too much empathy can be debilitating. When we become too distressed about the suffering of others, we don't have the cognitive and emotional resources available to do much to help them. Having compassion, like a cognitive understanding of how they're feeling, is better for our own well-being and for the well-being of those in need. The idea that they're can actually be too much empathy, can be traced back to early Buddhist teachings. Instead of focusing on empathy to the point of draining ourselves emotionally, Buddhism teaches the practice of compassion called karuna. This is the idea of sharing in the suffering, having concern for another, but essentially feeling for and not feeling with the other. 
And neuroscientists have conducted studies comparing empathy and compassion. Two separate experiment groups were trained to practice either empathy or compassion, and their research revealed fascinating differences in the brain's reactions to the two types of training. And the empathy-trained group actually found empathy uncomfortable and troublesome. The compassion group, on the other hand, created positivity in their minds for, of the group members. Like the compassion group ended up feeling kinder and more eager to help others than those in the empathy group. And it makes sense. When I am overly involved in feeling the pain of someone else, I am unable to concentrate on how to help that person or people similar to that person, like in similar circumstances. I become overly emotional and paralyzed. It's the whole reason why an attorney, any attorney who self-represents in any cause is making a huge mistake because there's just too much personal attachment to the issue at hand and therefore it's difficult to tackle it, it objectively, right? So as an attorney, I had to learn to be compassionate without being empathetic and it can be very, very difficult. So that leads me to what happened this Monday. Out here on Long Island in the town of North Babylon, which is just 30 minutes south of where I live, a 38-year-old woman was ran over and killed by an AutoZone van that dragged her because she got stuck under the van for half a mile on Deer Park Avenue, and the guy just took off. And her boyfriend was also hit, but somehow he wasn't seriously injured, and he stood there watching the whole incident take place, screaming for help. There were tons of witnesses because this happened at 1 p.m. in a beautiful sunny day, and she was on the sidewalk, crossing a driveway on the sidewalk, and the man who hit her was rushing to deliver a part to another AutoZone store. And because she's only a few years older than me, and therefore really close to my age, and because she was walking on a sidewalk on in broad daylight, I somehow felt immediately connected to this woman's pain and what she went through. Every day I walk or jog outside, I need to walk on the sidewalk of 25A, which is a very busy road that constantly has accidents right here where I walk. So many people have died on the sidewalk, and I need to navigate not only several driveways of people's homes, but also two driveways of a busy marina that has in and out traffic all the time. And now the village allowed a gas station to be built at the corner of 25A and Woodbine, which is the street that I turn onto, like I turn left onto to get to Northport Harbor. So I will be exposed to several more busy driveways. And honestly, I couldn't stop feeling like what happened to this woman not only could, but likely could happen to me because you see that's what I do as an empath I feel for the person and their family and then I feel like I am just like them and they are just like me and I'm not more important than they are so if it happened to them it could happen to me and somehow that escalates to it it will likely happen to me and that's so unhealthy and it leads to me not wanting to walk or jog anymore and that hurts me so deeply because it took me years to get over the fear of going places alone and i don't want to go back to that place of living from a place of fear because i know better so here's what i did i stepped outside of myself for a moment i just became the self the observer almost like an outer body experience but on purpose it's a form of deep breathing meditation and then i remembered my own words you can either trust the universe has your back or you can be anxious but you can't be both and the truth is her journey was not mine we each have our own journey it's painful to watch bad things happen to good people but no amount of worry can change the future and if i go back to avoiding all risks in life then i am basically already dead and I can be available to help those who, whose lives are changed by tragedy. I can volunteer my time. I can donate money. I can advocate for change where needed. I can be, at the very least, 
I can, you know, I can offer my sincere sentiments because people do feel better when they receive love from strangers during hard times because it reminds them that they're not alone. So I beg you all who, like me, have suffered the pain of other people to remember that it is best to be compassionate. Compassion is not about sharing the feeling or trying to understand, but rather caring about how the other person is feeling and trying to help them improve whatever situation they have going on, like whatever they're going through. People need your compassion, not your empathy. My tips to avoiding getting yourself in a situation where you can't help but feel other people's feelings is to remember that we each have a mission and a journey in life, that everything happens for a reason. And focus on your blessings. Reach for gratitude in your life. Next, feel your body in that moment and distract your mind with positive thoughts, even if they're silly or superficial thoughts. And of course, breathe deeply. Trust that there is a reason for everything, even if it doesn't make sense. And it's okay to start with empathy, but end in compassion. Turn empathy into compassion by distancing yourself from the other person because it's the only way that you can improve both your life and theirs. And that is all we have for today. Thank you for being with me and listening to me and for being a part of my journey. I am Camilla, your High Vibe Advocate. Looking forward to your outreach at highvibeadvocate.com. And as always, looking forward to our next meeting right here on my channel. See you next Wednesday.